0: In today's world, we are increasingly dependent on technology. Our business and personal lives rely on it, but as you've probably noticed, it's unreliable. They promise it'll get better, but it usually gets worse. Our computers are slow, so we end up squinting at smartphones and tablets. We live in constant fear that something's going to happen to our personal data. So we're scared into paying for fake protection that proves useless when disaster strikes update attacks, fake Wi-Fi, cloud control, and other industry scandals are designed to keep the money flowing. The jokers we pay to fix our stuff have no clue what they're doing, so they do a virus scan and then wipe out our precious photos. Intelligent, successful people feel intimidated by the chaos and think it's somehow their fault. If they only knew what the industry was doing to them, they'd get torches and pitchforks. If only we had someone to explain it all in plain English so we can start protecting ourselves. Oh wait, we do! It's the Computer Exorcist podcast with your host, Mark Anthony Arena.
1: From the Wallace Memorial Microphone in my home office overlooking the hills of Western New York, it's the Computer Exorcist Podcast. My name is Mark Anthony Arena. I'm so happy you are here with me today. I have yet another fantastic special guest for you. Hopefully you agree that I bring you some of the most interesting people out there. We've got a really interesting guy for you today. It's Derek Johnson. Derek, just jump right in and tell us about yourself.
2: Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you having me, Mark. It's a pleasure being here. Yeah, so I'm a U.S. Army veteran. I was in for 10 years. Also grew up, my father was Army, 25 plus. So lived in Germany as a kid, lived all around a different Army bases. So saw firsthand the back end of military as a child and then obviously with my 10 years experience in. And yeah, so outside of the military, I've also been a personal trainer since I was 15. And then from there in college, I actually got into life coaching. The reason why is because I feel like some clients that I had back then, months or years later, after we worked together, I would see that they went backwards. Mm -hmm. And I took it personal. And I said, I did not give him or her the tools that they needed to change the limiting beliefs, the bad habits from the past traumas things of that nature so that way that they could get those things off of them and thrive in more than just one area so that's what i focus on nowadays is helping people in those areas that they feel like they're pushing into the closet getting back to january 1st whether it's fitness whether it's mental health or maybe they're already successful but he or she is unfulfilled they have the family the career the home the dog and they're just sitting there still Almost feeling miserable the family's happy but they're like there, there has to be something more so i work with those individuals as well but it's just more so helping people thrive in the areas that they feel that they're lacking in so that way they don't feel held back anymore oh really? and in the u.s army i did satellite communications so i had the top security clearance work with different government agencies work in the army and then also was my last five years in the army i was national guard so we would do a lot of work in the state of florida so if there was a hurricane coming a a storm active shooter things of that nature we would work with the local government and do things from there but in my experience in there i just knew that it was a stepping stone in regards to having tuition and certifications paid for i never wanted college debt so i just utilized the army to my advantage got all the experience but the more that i was in it And the more that politics spilled into it, I could see that things were shifting and it was no longer aligning with my core values, aligning with who I am. And it went from a camaraderie and a cohesive unit to slowly started getting too political. And it ended up having, at least my last three years, it was very separational that people would have their cliques, their groups, and I'm open to everyone having their own beliefs. That's what it's all about. That's the American way, freedom of speech. But it got very, very tricky. So if you weren't part of the good boy club or this or that or whatever then you aren't going to get another rank you aren't going to get this award etc so Hmm. it turned from a nice competitive nature to hey on paper he or she should get a promotion or deserves x award or x opportunity to hey if they don't hang out with this group that's not going to happen so started to see a lot of shady stuff and it just didn't align with who i was so i knew that it wasn't going to be a long-term career
1: wow yeah i I certainly thank you for your service and and that must have been and, and i know you say like well i just use the army for my certifications and all that and i get it you know some people are career people some people are just there for that term but yes i'm sure i'm sure you did a lot for them right i'm sure you did a lot with that natural disasters and um oh yeah i'm sure you did did so much work uh fascinating stuff i'm sure but the i get what you're saying cuz i could only handle corporate for 1 year i did corporate tech support for 1 year and and it was actually as much as i hated it i just said mark you're here to make money and make friends and that's yeah. really it and have some fun but um the 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 corruption i saw just i mean i get it it's just as a function of being a tall a tall tower as they say right yeah, uh, where exactly. it's just a huge, tall organization, so of course there's going to be corruption. But but this stuff was blatant, right? Where where I said, hey, you know, ninety nine percent of my incoming calls are from people who just haven't rebooted their computer in months and months. Why don't we send out a memo that says, why don't we reboot weekly? And the supervisor said, we don't want that because we make money per call. So- yeah. I mean, hello. So I was the only guy on the team who was actually solving people's problems and then people would start demanding me. So all the people, all the calls coming in, they were all asking for me. Um, but it was a huge enlightening moment for me. You know, it taught me what brands were corrupt. Um, every time anyone called my computer's horribly slow, what happened? I don't know. I just had an HP printer installed yesterday. Oh really? Let me look into this. Turns out HP yeah. puts seven hideous pieces of legalized spyware in people's machines and slows them down by 40%. Oh wow. It taught me a lot. So I get it. You know, I totally get it. You're not the only one out there who left um a group setting and and because of the corruption that you saw. So so I like that. You know, I'm independent, I'm real. I'm all about that. So I I totally get you there. Yeah, and, and I and I told you this before the show, but I certainly encourage you to listen to last episode where we had a guy on who was a veteran and he does cybersecurity and he, he gets yeah. returning veterans and puts them in good careers. And and one of the most important things we said was, Look, these people come home here they are, they're wounded warriors, they're coming home, and they feel worthless, which is the craziest thing to me, because these are the people who have the selflessness, they have the skills, they have everything, yeah. and for a society to, to ignore them is is just a shame. So he's giving them training in cybersecurity, and he and he's telling them, basically, the fight's not over, your country needs you, the world needs you, you are so needed, don't ever feel like you
2: aren't. That's amazing. Yeah, and having them feel like they're providing value to the nation, to families, to individuals, and knowing that they can stand for something that's bigger for themselves. That's honestly what we want at our core is just to feel fulfilled that we're doing something for mass society, families, or even one individual. Like an example could be you handling that older gentleman's issue and explaining like, hey, let's use a different brand of printer or whatever thing is that they plugged into the USB or other devices and just giving them the clarity like, Hey, we're not bashing these companies, but it is what it is. Here's the historical data of what happens. You can make your own decision, but i'm just giving you awareness so you have clarity <laughs> oh you gave you brought up two really good points here
1: number one, like as much as I perceive myself as a lone wolf and an independent guy and all that, like I still am out there for the uh, a cause bigger than myself right that's uh, you brought up a really good thing that I made me realize look i 'm out here if I was really in it for myself, i'd just charge people and go retire early or whatever, but no i'm in yeah. it to to save the the industry. Um, that's so cool. And also, yeah, it, that's another thing. Early on, I would get really mad if people didn't listen to my brand recommendations. And then a lot of people, oh, just, I bought this HP because it was cheap. Just come and plug it in. And I would get so furious because I cared more than they did. And it dawned on me, I don't know, seven years ago or something, I just said, wait, if you go ahead and buy this HP... It'll die in six months, and then you'll have to pay me again to come over, so I'm just going to sit back and take the, the, the double payments, right? You're going to yeah. pay me twice, set it up, yeah. it'll die, then you'll pay me to set up the proper one, so why am I fighting this? just hey mark you know what if they want to listen so now i sit back and i say look and you'll see this on my website on my recommendations page i say something like if you enjoy a product that dies and a, if you enjoy a product that spies on you check out this product if you want something yeah. that actually respects you then check out this and i leave the choice up to them
2: that's a huge yeah, and thing and that's what it's all about if people can see that and just accept it that Some brands, they just do shady things, or some brands, they just slow their devices down when the new one's coming out, and like we've all seen it. So like me personally, I choose some devices that just make my workflow smoother, and I don't use others. I have nothing against the companies, but I just have no time to have extra issues besides the occasional slow Wi-Fi glitches, things of that nature that are going to happen with most and all devices. But if there's a major issue and you feel like you have to learn something totally new and it throws off your workflow, then... I noticed that that's a big reason people stick with some brands is they just like the layout the structure familiarity but then sometimes what i don't get is like there's a hard line between all right you like this workflow it helps you but what about this scenario of when you always have issues are you accepting the issues because you just want to stand behind this brand and it's it's almost like a cult mentality sometimes like if you zoom all the way out when you're like and like teach their own but let's just say example could be some people most people they have apple i have nothing personally against apple i use samsung phones only i've never had an issue with a samsung i've had this phone for five years i think it's the s22 and i've never had one issue with it just minor updates and all that and all my buddies and clients that like they have iphone they always have an issue with the training app with this and this like every couple months there's always something and i'm like hey I'm not an affiliate with Samsung. I'm just like, have you ever thought about going to a different device or a different company? Just just try it out. And like, I'm not thousands. pushing in against it. And they're just like, no, no, no. I got to stand behind this. I'm like, did you miss the part of the past six years? You're always pissed off at all your devices and your laptop. <laughs> like, right, You've been uh... angry with these things for so long, like nearly a decade. And you just stand behind this brand. And I'm like, I'm just showing you what I use and how I've had one or two issues a year. And it's usually minimal. And sometimes it's user-caused. And it's like, hey, normal, basic stuff. But I just always like to look at the historical data and then the history of using said company, said product, and then just zooming out saying, are we using this for pleasure and hobbies? Are they using this for business? And how many issues are they having? Or do they start noticing weird stuff without like going too deep down the rabbit hole?
1: Sure, and, and look, there are thousands of other phone brands out there. Because, well, the guy at the store told me Apple or Samsung. No, that's the only two brands that yeah. give them kickbacks. There are thousands of other brands that are way better, in my opinion. But but yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, because I have tons of people who worship Apple. And look, I was a, a Mac evangelist back in 2003. And they fell apart about five, six years ago. And so I'm seeing now these people, well, I have to have an Apple because my last Apple was good. All right, fine. But FYI, (laughs) Apple fell apart the day after you bought that product, and your new product will not give you a good experience. So eventually, just this year, I'm starting to get some people who believe me, and there's okay, wow, Mark, you know what? Wow, you're totally right. If I had known, I wouldn't have bought another Apple. Wow. But yeah, it's, and again, I just sit back and say, cool, you know what? I'll get you the Apple. I'll get you whatever you want. But FYI, it's not going to be, it's not your, it's not your prior Apple. It's not what you're used to. Um, exactly yeah tell me more about your coaching before i make you do an article tell me more about your coaching uh you know for example me right i'm in a situation where i have something really radical and part of me says when i start the speaking tour this year that people aren't gonna be excited especially like my city is obsessed with familiarity but but even if i go beyond my city part of me doesn't have that confidence to say hey i've got something radical here it's incredibly valuable and, and maybe it's a, a function of me trying uh, me making sure i have enough references and videos so that people get why i'm different uh my friend kara yes. Jean calls me she says i'm an acquired taste but a taste worth acquiring
2: hey, well wh- Yeah. And and step one with that is if people can accept that we're not for everyone. So an example, I'm not for everyone. You're not for everyone. And my example is I drop the F-bomb a lot and I don't say it in a demeaning way to people. The F-word could be used as an adjective verb. We all know. Like you can use it in many variations. This is a family show, by the way. But yeah, I get what you're saying. (laughs) Some people like the directness as in not that I'm a mean coach, but I'm just going to be that guy that's in their corner my whole intent is to help people win to be as transparent as possible and to simplify everything to give them clarity not confusion so it doesn't come from ego doesn't come from pride and deep down they always get the best results because they know that they can count on me to be honest and transparent Uh opposed to sugarcoating things and i don't mean in sugarcoating as their feelings and like bullying and all that but just more so hey i've noticed this pattern have you noticed that when said stressful scenario happens, you tend to do these things and we zoom out and we stay neutral? Yes. Yeah, so we zoom out to get a different perspective. So one of the very first things I do with every client is we, we get a sheet of paper, get pen and paper, and we write out a list of things that we could eliminate. Things that we could eliminate as in what specifically do you think is slowing you down or holding you back? And we first start mm. with what we consume. And this isn't. Like just a fitness conversation, this is just more so ch- checking our own patterns and being transparent. So an example could be, hey, this individual, instead of drinking spring water, they drink sweet tea in the morning. Or they're putting copious amounts of artificial sweeteners into their coffee or a ton of mm-hmm. coffee, mm-hmm. like a ton of sugars, all the things. So Kills what you consume mood. with food, what you're drinking. Next step, we talk about what are you usually consuming on your phone? And do you have control of your pattern? Everyone has a, has a loop. The loop could be entertainment, the loop could be self-comparison, the loop could just be rabbit hole, like whatever the loop is, everybody to an extent has a loop. When they're stressed, they grab Instagram, then they scroll, then they go to TikTok, they end up on YouTube, then they add three things to their cart on Amazon, like Everybody has yeah. their own little loop. That like they the do bad and news, autopilot response. The
1: autopilot, and it's subconscious. I'm writing a book about this, right? You're subconscious. It's like one guy uh, equated it to a tape recorder, right? You you record a tape of your habits, and then it plays back every day. I had to get rid of news I, out of my routine. I just I Good. couldn't every. Article of news is bad news. And what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do about a natural disaster on the other side of the world? It's
2: just there to get me depressed and stop me from doing what I'm meant to do in my life. 100%. Exactly. So, with that media, that could be that for somebody watching too much news. So, first assessing what do we eat? What do we drink? What are we consuming on these electronic devices, especially our phones? And then from there, we go to ourselves. What are our most frequent thoughts what is our internal dialogue when I wake up and open my eyes do I first say oh shoot I don't want to work today or are they first grateful and say thank you God or whatever they believe in saying thank you for allowing me to wake up a day like I'm grateful for this day I took a breath I'm enjoying this clean glass of water I have the air condition on I have a thousand dollar phone in my pocket like whatever the thing is like literally becoming present in the moment and flipping that. So going back to the step one, yeah, is bro. writing out a list of things that we could eliminate that are holding us back or keeping us stuck. And it's just self-transparency. There's no judgment, and we're not saying we're going cold turkey on all these things, it's more so awareness. Right, at a lot least of awareness, and later, later on,
1: know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, later on you wean off. And I talked to a lady and she's like, look, if you have to have one sugary drink a month or whatever, fine, you don't have to go cold turkey, but yeah, but yeah." And, and by the side note before I forget, I love how, like, in a one-on-one setting, it's totally fine to be clear and raw and honest and do your F-bombs exactly. and all that, like, and I totally get it, because believe me, I'm sure your, your drill sergeants and your instructors were like that with you, um, they were clear and raw and, and personal, and I remember when I was in a fraternity in college, we had an alumni advisor show up, he was only like five, ten years older than us, right? And since we were the the first group of kids, there was no one before us, right? So this alumni guy showed up, and he did that with us, where he just yelled at us for an evening. And it's actually one of my favorite memories, because it's hard to explain, right? But he cared about us, and he wanted to give
2: us that fraternity experience. Exactly. Yeah. And I truly believe that the best leaders can meet people where they're at as well, where yeah... We can crack the whip per se when needed. We can be tough and all that. But also from the outside, a good leader knows how to push pride and ego aside to meet that individual where they're at. Wow. So, an example could be sometimes I will have an agenda or a topic or focus plan for a coaching call. And I'm like, okay, on today's agenda, we're going to cover XYZ. But the second that he or she gets on video, I can read their body language. If I can tell that they're not in a mental place to absorb information, it's not going to be effective at all. Oh, yeah. They have to be ready to listen. And then saying, you know what? Hey, I can tell that there's a lot on your mind. What is the one main thing that's been bothering you? Right. It looks like there's 20. It looks like there's 30. What is the one? And then slowly allowing that person to open up, but also as a leader, actively listen. Like nobody listens nowadays to people. They're either mm-hmm. just texting like, oh, yeah, I, I heard you. No, no, no. I'm listening. You you said X, Y, Z. And it's like right. I was trying to train there. a guy they're the other slowly... day and
1: he was looking at his phone the whole time. And I kept pointing my finger like at what, you know, hey, watch me, watch me. And he was just looking at a phone the whole time. But, but absolutely, th- there are two core things that I'm going to mention in my next book is, number one, do I am I ready to succeed right am i am I ready yeah. and willing because plenty of people aren't and and I had to ask myself i i want to get better from the crisis I was in at the time do i want I want to get better and what is bothering me because you're right it may seem like a thousand things are distracting me, but really there's one key thing that's bothering me, and once you rip that out of a person uh, of what's bothering me maybe it's i'm in debt or i don't have a girlfriend or i don't have a job or whatever it may be right or i have this problem
2: exactly and that's usually where it stems from is that main thing and it's more so being transparent with themselves when people can learn to not be so judgmental yes it's okay to be annoyed if we're not where we want to be or like my younger version, I used to do the age thing a lot. By age 30, you got to be this. By age 31, you got to be that. And then if you're not this, you're not going to be successful. And I used to do it so extreme that nowadays oh. it's more so I'm focused in today and on today only. I'm here to win the day that we're in. Today is Friday. I don't care about tomorrow. I don't care about yesterday. I don't care about next week. I don't care about politics. What can I do today to improve myself and to show up better and serve others? Because people wow. can feel that energy. And it's a, it's a full cycle. But yes, so we start with the eliminate, and then from there, we have them plan out clarity on goals, as in no vague statements. An example, most people will say, I want to lose weight, I want to be rich, I want to be married. That all sounds great and dandy, but it doesn't give anybody any fire inside them. What is the real dollar amount that they want? Most right. people say, wow, I really didn't think about it. So is it X amount per day, X amount per month? Where's that income coming from? But that helps your subconscious, deeper deeper right? It, it helps
1: your subconscious because now you have a clear order. Uh, uh, you know what? It's, it's like, what if you went to a restaurant? Hey, I want some food. They don't know what to cook for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you if you tell yourself a specific thing, that just like I thought of that just now as you were saying that, where it's like, okay, I want a hamburger and a hot dog. Okay, now we know what to cook for you.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's just... Vague statements are so common and also words that have uncertainty. So an example could be person one says, yeah, I kind of want to lose weight by the holidays, you know, and then in January, I kind of want to do this with my career. And then hopefully X, Y, Z happens their tonality and the words that they use. Maybe, hopefully, we'll see. I'm about to I'll get around to it. If the stars align, anything along those lines, it just They're basically saying, I don't have the self-confidence and the certainty in myself, so I'm just going to put it out there and see if something maybe happens. And it usually never manifests for that person, but they don't realize it's because of the words that they're saying, their internal dialogue, and then also, what some people don't discuss enough, the words they type on their phone. So a lot of their posts on social media and messages to their friend, they have nothing but uncertain words. As basic as, hey, man, are are we still meeting on Friday to watch the game and go to XYZ restaurant? I don't know, man. I'll get back to you. Right. Everything is like up in the air. And honestly, in
1: that case, like I've had to learn to just say, no, I'm busy. I'd rather hear that, right? I'd rather have a friend say, no thanks versus,
2: I don't don't, don't, don't know, maybe. Exactly. And like that is the autopilot of how we speak to others, how we speak to ourselves. And on a frequency or energy level, they're sending that out into the universe. However, somebody sees that or that's how they speak to God. And then they don't see anything coming back. And then they think God, the universe, whatever they believe in is not listening. And why me? Why is this happening? And it's a vicious. I have a buddy who does the why me all the time. From their own internal dialogue, the words that they say, think, feel that like their subconscious has been so trained in reverse that anything they speak, they don't believe themselves because if they look at the historical data, they're like, hey, you said you're going to go to the gym and you push it off to next Monday. Now we're coming into the holidays. So anytime that he or she speaks about fitness in this example, they're like, Matt, I don't believe that there's subconscious is basically saying that to themselves, like, where's the proof of that you've been consistent at this thing or it. anything. So, but yeah, so we have the crystal clear clarity on their goals. And I just always ask them what else, what else? And it really gets people excited. Cause they're like, I, I haven't even really thought about past this top sub layer. I'm like, okay, what else? What about this? What about that? And they start rotting it out. And the next thing you know, the light bulbs start going off because they get excited, thinking and utilizing their senses, the dream vacation, the this, that, speaking on a stage, like whatever specifically it is. And then we're like, all right, perfect. Here's what we want to slowly eliminate, food-related, technology-related. Here's the main thing that's holding you back. Here's the crystal clarity. Let's reverse engineer this and create some small daily steps where you can just stack wins. All we focus on every day is just stacking wins. And on a psychological level is our brain automatically thinks negative. We think about the bill that is due, our traumas, our pain, annoyance. I haven't slept enough. I have anxiety. I had too much caffeine. Now my stress is even higher. Whatever it is, the brain does this on autopilot. So basically what we're doing is we're training the mind to focus on what do you actually want? And this person starts to elevate their default setting. So most people's default setting is insecurity uncertainty tired laziness just enough to get by
1: yeah and that's the mentality here near me anyway is just enough to get by 99% of people's income is spent on housing and that's it they can't do anything else it's just just enough to get by and I have a buddy by the way who does the I guess anytime I tell him ask him a question or say something he just says I guess and I have to yell
2: at him about that no 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 say something else good that's powerful, and you're that friend that just wants to see your people winning. Mm-hmm. Like some people take that personal. But it's like, no, I'm I'm the one in your life that actually loves you. you know, I'm going to speak up when I see you're slacking, slowing down. Everybody else is like, it's just a phase, Mark. You know, life is, you know, it's okay. Just just get back to it in January. Like all these little fluff statements, mm-hmm. and they might mean well, but they don't realize that they're deteriorating that person's confidence, and everybody's coming back down. Like, oh, you know, and just my opinion here but hearing the phrases and the words god didn't have it in store for me that's like the biggest slap in the face and to me it's like one of my most irritating things to hear to read because they use it as a cop-out line where from a coaching standpoint or just a competitive standpoint i like to zoom out where i'm like it's not his or her whatever you believe's fault you're using a cop-out line to not take your own worth and your own ability to say you know what everything is my fault the good the bad, the dark, et cetera. Yes, life can happen to us, but life is also happening for us if we flip the perspective. Oh, but yeah. that individual, if he or she looks at their historical data and say, okay, let's get a calendar. We're going to put a big check mark on this day or a big X when you did everything you said you wow. should do to move forward. And, and then if they're you gamify it. They're going to have nothing but red Xs where it's like, all right, is God not working in a line with you? Or is or- it you? <laughs> do we have 65 Whoa. red X's in a row and you see the proof? And again, we're not Whoa. judging them, but it's more so for them to be raw with themselves or they're like, I got to stop overshadowing and blaming somebody else, or then using a cop-out land, cop-out line saying he didn't have it in his plans for me, or it's like, no, yeah. you gave up. Like, and then you lowered your goals. They used to be up here and slowly they started to diminish. And then some people, family, old friends, they start to be happy. Hey, welcome back. Where. It's like such a scary way to think when you really zoom out and see it like that. Sure, because
1: it's the whole God helps those who help themselves and and that whole story about I was waiting on my roof and, and there was a flood and why didn't you save me? Well, I sent three people to rescue you and... And all that, yeah, exactly. Um, but but the way you do it, where you just put an X or a check mark on their calendar, like you gamified it, right? And and now people subconscious get that where they go, ooh, I gotta have check marks on there. And unfortunately, in, in my industry, a lot of the time that's used to manipulate people. You know those games, those clickbait games where you click and click and click, and then you you get oh, yeah. more numbers, and then you click and click more, and then you have to pay for more points, and and so they're using that against you, right? They're using that to keep you in the matrix, but you're you are
2: Using that to change people's lives. Yeah. And the thing is, just to (laughs) give people clarity, the most successful people have clarity about everything and they're intentional. And the people that are stressed the most, they're not intentional about every single thing they do. And it doesn't mean they don't enjoy life or kick back sometimes, but at least they're intentional also about their lazy moments when they're like, hey, Today is Friday. We're going to have an intentional power nap after these eight calls, whatever specifically it is. And they're like, they earned that thing, that nap, that date, watching the game, movie, whatever it is. But they're hyper intentional about even the smallest things. But they actually put it in their calendar. Friday at 1 p.m., we're having two hours to ourselves. And they block it off in wow. their calendar. A well-earned. And they get excited looking forward to that where it's it's planned. Nothing is by surprise or accident.
1: Well, you might not realize this, but that's actually – got to look up this article called Why Procrastinators Procrastinate. It's written by a blogger who calls himself Wait But Why, and I'm going to mention this in my next book, how, okay, if you have leisure time – while you're procrastinating on something, he calls it the dark playground, where it's like, you're really not, and believe me, my whole life has been this, right? Where I procrastinate my homework assignments, or I procrastinate whatever work projects I'm doing. So what am I doing with that time? Well, it's not celebratory time. It's me screwing around on the internet and social media or wasting some time walking around my house or whatever. So it's truly not enjoyable. Right, so he calls it dark exactly. playground, and our subconscious just tells us to do that because whatever work we have in front of us is too hard. But once we do the work, and by the way, Mark, uh, I have to keep reminding myself, you don't have to write an entire book in a day. It's hey, Mark, just do fifteen or sixty minutes, whatever, and then afterward, you your body, you give yourself permission to truly enjoy the rest of your day with true um, recreation.
2: Exactly. hundred percent. And in those moments, you're way more present doing the thing that you actually right. enjoy opposed right. to using it to tap out as like everybody has their vice per se. It doesn't always right. have to be negative or toxic. It's just be, hey, I kind of want to escape for a couple of minutes. But if they flip it, they will start to love that thing that they fell in love with years ago. And they're like, wow, I haven't actually been present watching this movie or at this dinner table or whatever they do. Because I was always like, distracted. Wow, I, flipped it. I earned it. Right, right. I was, I was always distracted by, oh, I got to about... write
1: my book or I'm in debt or
2: yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's very interesting. So when people catch themselves, those are my favorite moments as a coach and just as a person. Every time I see somebody's light bulb go off and they have clarity and they're like, wait a minute. And then they speak up for themselves. They stand up for themselves or they halt or they simply pause. If people just tried something as basic as pausing before they make those micro decisions and just zooming out and saying, why am I about to grab this?
1: Right. Why am I going to light up a cigarette? App. Why am I going to go look at the news? Why am I going to go exactly. look at pornography? Whatever it may be, it's hold on a minute.
2: Stop yourself in that routine. Oh, yeah, exactly. And the more moments somebody is able to stop themselves and gain their attention, they can realize that the most expensive currency right now is not the USD. It's not the pound. It's not the yen. It is literally attention. It's time. Everything and everyone wants your attention right now. Oh, Advertisements, yeah. Influencers whoever, whatever, kids, pets, everybody wants your attention. I only watch one
1: show at a time, right? There's one streamer I watch and that's all I watch. And I can't imagine everyone else out there, right? You're flipping, flipping, you're watching thousands of things. I, yeah, they all want your
2: attention though. Exactly. And if they look at it like that and say, okay, people that are not that happy with themselves or life, they most of them do not have control of their attention, where they cannot do deep work for more than 10 minutes.
1: They're real ADD or they're hoarders or whatever. I know plenty of people like that.
2: Yeah. And like, if they just zoom out for a second and say, why am I not happy with this? Or why am I not seeing progress? And they can say, well, every time I start to do this thing, I start to drift and my patterns take control of me. Notification goes off for an email. It could be a new reward for their favorite restaurant. And next thing you know, they start checking all their emails. It's like, This one free appetizer coupon that you just got emailed threw off your total flow state, and you're about to crush this article or right. this test, this workout, whatever it was, and just one little notification just gets them out of their zone.
1: That's distraction. I consider those attacks, right? I consider, I yeah. call it notification attacks because it attacks my purpose, and I turn off all notifications on people's computers, email notifications, those, you know, Obama belly fat diet pill car insurance, those little things yeah. that come up. you know, I turn <laughs> off all of that because people's time is worth so much. Um, and by the way, that's why people are, like you said, there are some people who have the money and the house and the dog and everything, but they're not happy because they're, they're in the routine. They're so used to accumulating money that, wait a minute, maybe I have more than enough money. Maybe I should stop that routine. I've done that before, too, where, look, on the outside, you know, I, I do an honest day's work, but, hey, yeah. wait a minute, Mark, you need to stop doing that routine of making money and you need to figure out how to upshift your life and give speeches.
2: Yeah, 100% because fulfillment all goes back to helping solve problems. I feel like every human, even if it's not their career, we all wanna be heard and understood. If we can make somebody feel heard and understood and solve their problem in an honest, passionate, and like real way where they're like, wait a minute, you don't make me feel like a number, you don't make me feel like a sale, you actually wanna help my product, my service, my body, my mental health, they're caught off guard and they're like, wow, this is, it never feels like a transaction. It's all relational. So if people can go back to the human basics of social interaction and make everything relational and just show up as their authentic self, it's interesting what happens. The results of said customer or client skyrocket, the results of the own person's confidence goes up and they're like, wait a minute, this is such a good energy exchange where Like if I had tech issues and I was like stressing out because we have online business, if I reach out to you, I know that I'd be confident that you could show me exactly what to do to handle all the issues. And then nothing would feel weird because there's no, like scripted way and corporate way or this mask. I cannot do the corporate
1: script. I cannot. I would go off and say ridiculous (laughs) things and I would get yelled at for it in corporate. Like people would say, oh, well, you know, uh, my outlook doesn't work. And I would say, oh, outlook was made in 1971 by a group of kindergartners. And somehow people think it's an acceptable product. And I would make people laugh like it was obviously a joke, but it's it was pointing out how poor the quality was. But I would get yelled at for that. Yeah, I can't do corporate scripts. Um, and and also you make, you know what, when the other thing a few minutes ago you said is like, people probably say to you, Derek, I don't feel alone anymore, right? Once you call out their problems and
2: draw out the problems and, and they say, oh, wow, it's not just me. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because as humans, the reason we're all selfish at a genetic level is because the body is in survival mode, like automatically the brain just wants to work all the other functions of the body, all the organs. So... On a hunters and gatherers level, if you look back on history, we were just trying to survive. We're hunting for food, fast for a couple of days, work, provide for the family, love, et cetera, where all of that was missed. And no, I'm not saying we're hunting our food and all that, but just on a biological level is we have to get back to take care of the basics. If we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like what is your number one need? And if people are familiar with the six human needs, that can give them a lot of clarity as well, where- Tony Robbins and other individuals, they made it very popular in these past few decades is the six human needs are a certainty. So this individual, they need security, comfort, schedules, routines, that's their thing. And everyone has all six human needs, but our orders are different depending on where we're at in the life. So there's no wrong or right order. But if people dive deeper on the six needs and they pinpoint, what is my number one need? Hey, you know what? he or she wants to feel significant. They've been in their industry for a while. They've got some skin in the game. They solved problems and they feel like it's time to get that freaking attention and to like help more people and to give people clarity. Like that's the thing. And so if somebody's number one need is significance, that's not right, that's not wrong, it's neutral. And that person, if they know that's their thing, how can they get their service, their idea, their vision out there in an authentic way? But the reason I'm bringing up the knees is because that can give people clarity on their situation because if they think that they're just chasing that dollar amount, but deep down they actually want the love and connection and they're not giving it to themselves, that dollar amount's never going to be anything where they're like, right. wait a minute. I thought my need was growth and I've been growing for decades and decades. No. Everything's going up. And it's like, hey, at your core, you're just that child that never got the love from your family and you've always just wanted a solid relationship where – if somebody just looks at that. So it's very interesting. If people look at the six human needs, pinpoint their order of the top two, they can write out one through six. That's fine. But the top two are powerful. And it does not mean that people will not be compatible as friends, as family, or as spouses. But for three months, the individual might be in growth mode for business and career and body. And the other person might be in love and connection mode, Or it doesn't mean they're not compatible, but they can just be honest and raw and say, hey, for the next three months, we're going all out on this if we don't cuddle the girl many days like it's 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 nothing personal but that person just has to be super focused and the other person it's up to them if they want to accept it but they know it's all seasonal everything it has its ebbs and flows and it doesn't mean right or wrong it just let somebody know where they're at where they can just be honest with themselves communicate with others and both people in the business in the relationship in their friendship can say this is why we bump heads sometimes your number one need right now is this and mine is this but if we understand each other we know how to communicate better so it's just all breaking it down at a simplistic level where going back to what you said is that in the moment the person does not have to feel like they're the only one in the world who's ever experienced this one problem yes it sucks yes it's stressful yes it might be dark yes it might be full of anxiety but to zoom out is there's millions and millions of other people that have felt exactly as that person feels so going back to that human that is selfish it's just more so why me why is this happening nobody understands me and we've all been in that zone where we're like we feel like we're the unicorn in the world. Nobody understands us. Oh, for years really I thought, out, oh,
1: like- I'm the only guy. I'm the only guy. But, but it was a comfort yeah. to know, hey, <laughs> everyone else is suffering. And I do that to my own clients. I, tell, I told a guy yesterday who's a small business owner, and I said, don't feel bad. Almost every small business owner in the world has no clue what any of their passwords are and subsequently doesn't have any control over any of their websites or any of their anything. Right. So I went in and I brought him that stability. We're working on that now where uh, some random employee set up the entire website, which is, you know, some successful website. That's very crucial. And then walked out and left no passwords at all. So the whole website fell apart. And all right. So I'm here to bring stability, put the control back in your hands. I said, okay, I'm going to fight against this. Get your passwords so that your passwords on a real sheet of
2: paper in your hand. Exactly. And you being able to calm them down in those moments is the best. And when they can feel that, you know what, there's been other people that have had this and you've helped solve that issue, they can breathe for a moment and not just be fully absorbed and feel like they're drowning in said situation. They can just say, you know what, let's swim out of this ocean and look from the outside in. I don't know how to solve this. So I need to find an expert like Mark, like whoever, and just sit back and let them do their thing, follow the steps and just trust because, A lot of people, they don't trust, but it all starts with themselves. And from then on, they're better off too. Yeah. It's not just a patch. 100%. And if they've been letting themselves down repeatedly, then the self-trust is in there. The trust with their team, friends, spouses, whoever. But if people have that self-trust and have that certainty, people will feel that. So you have the trust with your clients because they can see your energy. They're just like, all right, he's truly here to help me solve this. And he's worked with others and... He can show me the right way to do it.
1: Oh, because they can see my energy. Right. They can definitely smell. like, And I'm kind of the same way where I'm really snarky, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to offend them, whatever. But it's it's they can see my confidence there, and they can, yeah. Um, That is great. I'm writing that down. They can see my energy. Um, So, Derek Johnson, final thoughts. You know what? This guy is so interesting, we're not doing articles. We just... <laughs> We had such a great conversation. We had no need for that. Um, Final thoughts.
2: Yeah, so final thoughts are honestly challenging people to see what they can do to become the best man or woman that they could possibly be. Make themselves proud and give that individual to others. Make themselves proud and give that individuals to others. And it doesn't have to be career. It doesn't have to be monetary. It could just be guiding others. If it is a product or service, do that. But being a walking billboard if people think of that analogy, am I a walking billboard or am I a walking contradiction and not like in a judgmental way, but more so like, are they just putting on a show or do they live this thing? And they're truly here to help people with said cause or whatever it is, but become that individual you be proud of and see how you can give him or her to others or to the world.
1: Wow. And you know what I've been doing lately is just whenever I leave my office, it's it's my office is like 60 square foot, right? It's one of the smallest offices in the world, but it's mine. It's clean <laughs> yeah, and it has my artwork in it and it's all I need. And I just say, thank you, God, for my office as I leave it every time Love I just you. look at it and I stop and then
2: I leave. <clears throat> and that's just it's changed everything. That's amazing. And that shift right there just <laughs> elevates everything inside you where in the past it was maybe the opposite way, but it's interesting how powerful that one little statement can be just by being grateful for the basics that we have or the basics that we created. It's Yeah, it's
1: you're looking at it from the other way and looking at it from, you know, when you turn around, you're looking up the hill. It's like that. Um, oh, well, yeah. Derek Johnson, contact info for you. What's your
2: website? Uh, website is fitwithderrick.com, D-E-R-I-C-K, there i just like to show real people with real results there's a lot of sketchy stuff online there's no photoshop so that's why i challenge people to watch the videos because they can see and feel the confidence the certainty and the level of "Ah, i can breathe again and i got this stuff behind me so that's what i like to do on the website just show real people and my intent with social media is just to plant seeds i'm that guy that somebody's gonna think of when they're hitting snooze five times or like hey i saw his video let me get out of bed Uh and it's just all out of love i just want to see people win and stop wasting their potential because somebody depends on you even if you don't have kids oh people that need your service your product your idea your wisdom so keeping that in mind people depend on me how can i show up better
1: right instead of again and i say this all the time society tells you to stay home and watch tv but there's so much wasted potential out there oh yeah Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and same thing. That's the reason why on my book, the cover of my book, How to Protect Yourself from Your Computer, originally I was going to do cute cartoons, but instead I have real photographs of real relatable people banging their heads against their laptops and just Dude. expressing <laughs> yeah. that frustration. Real relatable humans. So thecomputerexorcist.com, buy my book for all your friends. Thanks so much. Tell your friends about the show. And thanks, Derek. We'll talk to you later. I appreciate it.